Hey guys, welcome to Internal Medicine and Beyond. I'm your host, Varun Aitharaju, and I'm a third year medical student at Northeast Ohio Medical University. This podcast is for aspiring internists and subspecialists eager to learn about the breadth and variety of internal medicine. I know as a medical student, you hear about the variety of the specialty, but I decided to start this podcast and personally hear stories from physicians so they can talk about their experience in this specialty. Here I have Dr. Subhash Arupaganti, a third year internal medicine resident at the University of Michigan. Thanks Subhash for coming on. Thanks for having me, Varun. It's, a, it's an honor. So tell us a little bit about your path and why you chose internal medicine. Yeah. Um, so my path is a little curvy at the onset. I actually did my uh, undergraduate in business administration. So, um, and did my pre-medicine courses, of course. And then, and then it gets a little bit more straightforward. I um, took an year off to scribe and then did medical school at, um, at Oak Beaumont. Um, and I think the, the question is a hard one. Uh, why internal medicine? As, as you go through medical school, and I'm sure you experienced it, it's hard to um, figure out what you love <laughs> um, as a medical student. And I think something you'll notice as you go forward is uh, the way you see medicine as a medical student may be very different from how you practice as an att- attending or even as a resident sometimes. Um, but I think what drove me to internal medicine is A, the, um, the ability to see patients uh, pretty consistently. Um, I think internal medicine is um, you know, geared towards getting a good patient history and um, doing a physical exam and trying to identify you know, patterns um, in the cases you see. Um, so that was very exciting when I was a medical student. So I wanted to be a part of that. Um, I think the other thing was, you know, what do I think um, is my skill set? And I think I was leaning less towards like hands-on type fields like surgery or, um, you know, ophthalmology, OB, things of that sort. And I wanted to uh, do something more with my um, more uh, cerebral than um, just using my hands. Um, So I think that was a big push towards internal medicine. And then um, I think early on in my fourth year, I got exposed to Hemonk. Actually, maybe even third year, I did an outpatient rotation in Hemonk, and um, and I loved it. Um, and I think obviously internal medicine is a path towards Hemonk. So, um, so I knew that's probably a field I wanted to pursue, and then um, and then that kind of led me towards internal medicine. Okay, awesome. So you kind of started off by saying that you did your undergrad in business administration. Um, I guess for the pre-med watching this, how did you kind of navigate that and say, hey, I want to do medicine and I don't think business is for me? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, like, again, it's 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 a question that's hard to answer um, maybe uh, for sure until you get through even medical school. I think I, I wasn't sure exactly if that was the right choice, uh, picking medical school. But I think now going back, I think being in a field where I can talk to people and um, more of a service uh, almost industry um, is I think what I enjoy. And I get joy out of talking to patients and like having that conversation um, compared to, you know, working on, you know, presentations or um, uh, working with clients. So I think, um, so I think it's it's a hard one as a pre-med. I think I just took a shot and said, you know, I, I liked what I saw in medicine. And I think at that time, what I really enjoyed was the science behind some of the courses in pre-medicine. Um, I enjoyed that much more than the business courses I took. 
um, which is what geared me towards medicine. But now that I've gone through medical school and doing residency, I think the more important thing was, do I enjoy talking to patients every day and having those daily conversations? You often don't work remote in medicine. Um, are you okay with that? So I think, I think that's also an important thing to think about, which may be hard to assess as a pre-med. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Something kind of realized throughout the path that that was for you. Um, so you said that you had a hematology oncology um, outpatient elective during your fourth year. Uh, mm -hmm. What was it about it? I know you said that you, you really enjoyed the cerebral aspect of internal medicine and that specialty in particular. What was it about that specific field that kind of uh, grabbed your attention and kind of lured you in? Yeah, I think, I think it's a couple of things. Um, one being, um, you know, these patients um, who come in with a cancer diagnosis often, um, those are hard conversations, but also it seemed like each one was, um, uh, it was such a unique relationship that the physicians had with the patients, right? Um, I think a couple of the conversations that, uh, that were happening uh, when I was rotating were really based around, you know, you have that discussion that this patient has a certain time limit, right? This is not a cancer that we're going to cure. Um, but within that time span um, that we think we can have, like, what are your goals, right? What is, what are these goals that you want to achieve? How can we best achieve this quality of life? And having those discussions and then deciding your treatment based on that, um, that was very appealing to me. I think, um, I think that speaks to Kind of the relationship I, I always envision as a physician is, you know, having a mutual uh, decision-making process that goes, that surrounds the goals of a patient, right? Um, and I think it spoke more in cancer than any of the other fields that I was able to see at that time, because it's such a, um, you know, the prognosis could be, you know, an year or two years. And, and it's scary when you're like 30 something, and you have one to two years, what do you do? And that's when as a physician, your goal is to see what can you offer that still lets them do the things that they want to do in that limited time span, unfortunately. I think um, that aspect was very exciting, um, having that relationship with patients. And then I think the science of it, maybe I didn't understand it even as much then as I do now. And even now, not so much as I would as a fellow um, next year. Um, I think some of the things that came about immunotherapy, all these new treatments that we have, um, it's a really exciting field to be in. And I think um, I think the science behind it is just amazing. So um, uh, it's, it's exciting in many ways. And I think I had a glimpse of it in medical school. And, um, and it, it got me excited enough to do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, for you, was hematology and oncology kind of always the goal when you applied internal medicine or did you kind of have those doors open? I left it open. Um, I think it's, uh, it was definitely a field that was of my interest and um, probably the top of my list, but um, I, I also recognize that I didn't see all of the different fields. Right. And I encourage anyone who's, applying into internal medicine to keep that um, uh, door open to explore some of the other fields. Um, there's a lot of cool things going on in every field, I think. Um, rheumatology has so many new um, you know, therapies that are coming about and it's becoming more of a popular field. Um, cardiology, GI, there's just so much going on in every field that it's, um, it's good to keep an open mind. Um, and even as I went through residency, I've kind of went back and forth about, um, 
you know, if not Hemong, uh, other fields I had considered or um, GI um, because of, you know, some of the anatomical things, being able to scope. Um, uh, so there were, there were different aspects of different fields too that were also just as exciting, but um, obviously I didn't, I didn't budge too far, <laughs> uh, stayed on Hemong field, but, but I think keeping the door open is, a, is always a good idea. Okay, gotcha, yeah. So I guess uh, going into your medical school activities, did you think there were any specific activities or extracurriculars that you were part of that kind of strengthened or confirmed your interest in internal medicine? The way I approached my extracurriculars was more of exploring what else um, do I want to do around medicine. Um, and I think that comes from the fact that I did have that business background and I wanted to see how can I incorporate some of that into medicine, right? Um, and so the path I took was each of the ex extracurriculars I did, is that something that I want to pursue on top of seeing patients um, once I finish uh, residency, fellowship, so forth. Um, so just to give an example, I was involved in um, American Medical Association looking at, you know, is health healthcare policy, is that something that I want to be a part of um, uh, going into advocacy and, um, you know, uh, we had an, one event where we went to Washington, D.C. and talked to some of the House of Representatives about, you know, the GME funding and so forth. So is that is that a field that I want to do? And then um, obviously research is a big thing. Um, is, is research really something that I'm interested in and what type of research? So I think the way um, and all of these didn't necessarily pinpoint me towards internal medicine. I think my rotations uh, clinically were the big portion of what I, why I wanted to do internal medicine, but I would encourage using the extracurriculars to see what else can you do outside of um, seeing patients, right? Because um, at least at academic setting where I'm in, um, many of these, many of the physicians that I work with have a twofold, threefold roles, right? It's not only to see patients, but also do research or be an educator and um, teach um, or go more into the administrative side. So being able to explore that even, you know, at a um, early stage just gives you a glimpse into what may be something that you like going forward. And, you know, it gives you a little bit of an idea that you can pitch to um, residency programs when you apply is that these are the things that I've tried. This is what I think I like. Um, after I do it, did that in medical school, and it may be something I want to pursue um, at your residency program, especially if that's a strength at the program. Right, that makes sense. Okay, okay. And uh, do you have any specific advice for students determining which residency program uh, kind of most aligns with their interests or how to determine which program they want to go to or they want to apply to? Yeah, I think... I think that's a question that all medical students and you know myself had as a fourth year. And then looking back after the interview season, you realize that a lot of the programs within a uh, certain you know subset, you know, you know, uh, most of the big academic centers, they all eventually blend in as you go through interviews, um, because most offer really good training um, in that you know, multifaceted approach, like you get to do clinical medicine, but also research um, and some opportunities to be an educator. Um, I think things that I looked for um, when I was looking at the programs is, A, do I want to be at an academic setting or more of a community um, hospital setting? Um, 
things that would lean me towards academic is if I'm interested in more in research um, or some of the other areas outside of just clinical care. Um, and then more the community setting if you're interested in purely um, uh, clinical um, uh, care and you already know at outset that's what you want to do. Um, maybe there are some hospitals that do provide um, more of the clinical volume and variety at a community setting that you may not see in an academic setting. But I, that's not something that I'm as familiar with just because I didn't go into that path. Um, so that's something to look at. Outside of that, like I said, anything that's more unique to what you may be looking for. So um, if you are very interested in healthcare policy, um, maybe a program that's in Washington, D.C., or a capital city of a state uh, may come of more benefit or at least give you resources closer to you than, you know, programs further away. Um, if you are involved in more of the education component and you want to teach, um, looking for a program that emphasizes that um, is maybe something you look for. But like I said, I think it's, it's very hard. Um, honestly, some of the other things that you don't often think about is um, class size, um, having a smaller class might be something you, you appreciate because you get to know everyone that you work with. Um, and these are people you're working with every day for three years, right? Um, so having a smaller class might be something you like, or you might be someone who likes a bigger class size. So you have someone you can, you know, you have a group of people you can hang out with at different times of the year. Um, and then the city you want to live in, do you want to live somewhere warm? Do you want to live somewhere you have interactivities? So honestly, as you go through your interview season, you realize that some of these other things play just as much of a factor. Um, for me, being close to family was a big component, um, which is why I stayed in Michigan, um, close to where my friends and family have lived for years. So um, there's a lot of things you can pick and choose from, and it's hard. But um, at the end of the day, just think about, you know, what makes you happy on a daily basis, uh, even as a medical student, and try to find those in your residency program. And that may be within the residency program or within the city or lifestyle, anything like that. Not looking forward to trying to make that decision next year. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, yeah. A lot of different uh, aspects to consider for sure. Yeah. Um, so now that you're in your final year of residency, reflecting back, how have you felt residency has been? I know a lot of medical students are kind of anxious about residency. You hear about the long hours um, and all that. So what are some of the awesome parts about it? And what are the parts that kind of are not great and that kind of suck? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, and there are both. Um, there are uh, the awesome parts of it, things like being able to have even more of an ownership of your patients. Um, really, you know, providing care from the beginning to the end of a patient being admitted to the hospital and you being the primary physician for them. Um, it really adds a satisfaction that I think um, goes even beyond what you get as a medical student. Um, I think that is easily the best part of at least my residency experience. Um, I think other big components are that, you know, you get to work with different consultants in different roles and you grow, right? Uh, I mean, as, as a first year um, in July, that, that was a stressful time. <laughs> um, it's a steep learning curve uh, going from medical school to um, residency. But now looking back in my last few months of residency, you just, you don't realize how much you learn um, just observing knowledge for three years and, you know, working long hours. Um, and how much you've grown over the years. 
So I do think it's it's a challenging path, um, but you grow every year and you grow in different ways. Um, as an intern, the hours are harder because often you're writing notes. You're um, you're still trying to learn the be- as much as you can, but you also have these um, you have that pager that goes off all the time. <laughs> Um, you'll love it at first, and then you realize it's not so fun to have that pager. <laughs> um, but you 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 strain for time to just think about the patients, right, and think of the big picture. And then as you get to second and third year, you start to realize that you can just think more of the big picture of a patient's admission, right? Like from the com- time they come in to when they get discharged, how can we advance the care forward every day? Um, and that's the role of a senior resident is to learn how to do that. Or if they're in the hospital multiple times, what can we do differently this time so that there's have success once they leave the hospital so they don't come back in? Um, so you get a little bit more time to think about those things. And I think that brings a little bit more satisfaction as well is knowing that, all right, there's, I know the basics of medicine. Now it's how can we incorporate the medicine to that specific patient who has difficulties um, achieving that best outcome, right, in medicine? Um, so I, I think that's that's what I would say is the best part of medicine is that transformation and um, and being able to see the patients. The the cons are that it's hard. Um, it's long hours. Um, I think there, there's no there's no going around that. Um, I think the hardest part, as you depending on your age range when you come into residency, is. Um, a lot of your friends may may be in medicine, may not be in medicine, who are you know, getting married or um, having different events, and you don't always have that same flexibility. Um, sometimes it it does become hard, and um, but uh, you know that's that's just the that's just the path we chose. <laughs> um, but you know the the flexibility comes as you go in time. Again, less so maybe in turn year, but as you get to second and third year, and your schedule is a little bit more free, um, you get to have some of those events. Um, so, um, I mean, I think that's, that's one of the hardest things, the flexibility and the long hours um, are what makes residency hard. Okay. So you say that you think that you progressively started to enjoy residency more as well, because you said that you kind of were able to have a little more time off, more think a little more big picture. Is that kind of ha- how it happened for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I can't say, I mean, intern air was fun in its own way, um, just being a having that ability to order stuff and order medications and take care of patients. But, um, but it's definitely more stressful. You're, you're continuing to learn and you're doing it while trying to do a million other things. And then as a second and third year, you get more comfortable knowing the medicine. It's more of, or at least knowing the basics of the medicine. You're always, you know, there's always so much to learn, but, um, but it does, I, at least for me, it became more enjoyable as I got to second and third year of residency. Um, just, practicing medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're, uh, you're that attend- I guess you're going on a fellowship, but do you feel like you're ready to kind of go on the next step? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Even, you know, even if I wasn't doing a fellowship and being a first year attending in July, mm-hmm. um, hopefully a month off or something at that, then so August, um, I think I think it would be just as scary as maybe starting residency because even now there's just so much you're learning on a daily basis, um, and that doesn't stop. You know, June 30th, right? July 1st doesn't mean that you know everything, and um, but you have a good support system. You know, people to call. 
uh, for help. Um, and uh, you, you get you get through it, I think. <laughs> Luckily, I go through fellowships. So I have another three years of um, training under mm-hmm. um, uh, older attendings. <laughs> okay. And uh, for a student interested in hematology oncology, should they be pursuing opportunities throughout med school for that? I know you mentioned that keeping an open mind um, when you're applying and it is very important just to kind of see all the opportunities available for you through mm-hmm. internal medicine. Um, but how can they go about kind of pursuing that interest of theirs in medical school? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the, the opportunities that may come easier in medical school for you are already know that you may be interested in any field um, subspecialty is just doing a rotation in that. I think for Hemang, I would encourage whether it's in medical school or residency doing a outpatient rotation in Hemang um, rather than solely inpatient because the patient population you see is very different um, on the outpatient side versus inpatient, right? Um, you know, there's many patients who uh, may be doing much better um, and don't have to come into the hospital when they have a complication until they have a complication. So it's a skewed view that you may get. Um, so I would encourage you to see an outpatient rotation if you can, whether it's in medical school or residency. Um, and then obviously, if you're into the research roles, maybe pursuing a project in um, the Hemong field um, could be useful for you. But I, I, I hesitate to say that you should definitely do something related to Hemong in medical school, because I think um, it's, it's very early and there's a lot of different things you can see, uh, not only in medical school, but in residency that might open you to other specialties. And, you know, the goal of getting into internal medicine is to be a good internist, right? Like my goal at the end of three years is to be a really good internist so that I can practice Hemong at my best. Um, and that's kind of the mindset you should have in medical school is like, I want to pursue things that'll help me be a good internist, if that's what you want to do. And then once you're a good internist, then you learn how to be a good hemonc or cardiologist or gastroenterologist. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think that's the end of my questions. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, Dr. Uh, Dr. Adam for coming on and, and speaking about your experiences and, uh, hematology, oncology, as well as, you know, being at a big academic center. So I appreciate all that. Thank you so much. Of course. And, you know, I think this is a great platform that you're creating and um, I wish you good luck and thanks for having me as, as one of your guests.